Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 226, entitled R.I.P. Mario. Oh, tears rolling down our faces. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we had take last week off, but we're we're back on for this week. It's episode 226. Like I said, uh, we've got lots to talk about tonight. My name is Steve, and I, of course, am not alone. I'm joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, everybody. Always a pleasure. Good to be back. Absolutely. And uh, also joined by Greg. Hey, Greg, it's been uh, an extra week because you weren't able to join us on the last one. So uh, it's been a while since we talked. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Mary, for having me on. I remember that little clip where he called Mary, Mary last time. So I'll just <laughs> referencing that for any <laughs> listeners of the last podcast. Was that, did I combine Mario and Barry? Is that right? I think it was something like that. Uh, speaking of Mario, Jakester is pointing out, uh, yes, none of us are actually wearing Mario shorts, shirts. Um, that's because he's dead. Sorry. He's dead to us. He's <laughs> <laughs> dead to Nintendo. Is dead to us, apparently. Um, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. As we've just already reg- uh, referenced, uh, we have a chat room, a live chat room. And if you've never joined us for a live recording of the podcast, we want to encourage you guys to do that uh, because we love interacting with you guys in the live chat. So Jakester and a bunch of other uh, of our friends just join us in the live chat. And it's great to uh, hear you guys interact with all of the stories that we t- get to talk about tonight. Uh, we got some cool stuff lined up, uh, some catch up on uh, some of the the last uh, couple weeks news stories. Also some some uh, behind the scenes show and tell with some bear, some of Barry's stuff, which is pretty exciting. But uh, before we get into any of that, uh, we want to remind you guys to follow us on social media. If you haven't done that yet uh, at Nintendo fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So you can easily uh, just follow us there. Also, those links are in the show notes and the YouTube description. Uh, and if you have not done yet, done so yet, please join us on discord. We love chatting with you guys in between the episodes and about uh, Nintendo and so much more. So just join discord. Uh, the link is on the screen, but also uh, again in the show notes or the YouTube description. And uh, yeah, just hop in there and uh, join in the discussion. Uh, so let's let's play some catch up on what we have been playing over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't have a whole lot. <laughs> I'll, I'm just going to go first and get it out of the way. The only game I played the last couple of weeks is Rocket League. Um, that is it. And I really haven't played a ton of that, uh, but uh, but that's that's all I've been playing. Um, played a little bit of the uh, there's there's this crossover event now that Epic owns Rocket League, and and so they have the Fortnite and the Rocket League uh, stuff that's like llama extreme llama something I don't know whatever it is, but uh, there's like a crossover with that stuff and some different items that are going on and in, in both Fortnite and. Uh, and uh, Rocket League, and that's cool. Season three is right around the corner, so that's really exciting. They're going to be doing some like a crossover with NASCAR and F1 uh, this time, so it's kind of cool to introduce some of those cars and some new uh, new stuff and features and everything that's come along with that. Um, and uh, they got a new uh, mobile game that's that was announced. It's like a 2D like side view thing that kind of looks weird but kind of looks fun uh we don't really like know a whole lot about it but um i guess it's out um in limited beta in uh new zealand and in australia so if you're there cool let us know how it is um but uh yeah that's that's rocket league for me so mine's out of the way that's all i've been playing uh barry what have you been up to <laughs> 
Yeah, um, actually, I haven't played as much as I would have liked to have played. Uh, just it's been very, very busy two weeks. Uh, just work has been uh, very, very busy in a good way. Um, but what I did get to play a little bit uh, on the Switch, still doing Animal Crossing. Um, there's the the uh, the April Fools' whoopee cushions up now, and the Easter is back with new items and. And the haunting PTSD of the air raid balloons has come back to haunt me and fishing up eggs. And and now the villagers want to reaffirm, make sure you're traumatized by running up to you and just going, here, have some water eggs, have some sky eggs. Like, thanks, I didn't really need to relive this. But yeah. at least they added new items. Uh, so there are new items in the shop that are purchasable and you can send them out. So that's good. I'm happy. Usually, like in Animal Crossing, the, the events are static. So, you know, once you do them once, you don't have to do them again. So at least they added new items. You don't really have to do anything new to the event, but at least there's new items to decorate. Um, I've also played a little Tonight We Riot, which is a, like a side-scroller beat-em-up where you get to, like, recruit a bunch of people and become, like, a mass mob rioting uh, through a city. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, and a little Electronic Superjoy 1 and 2, which is a rhythm-based... Uh, 2D side-scoring platforming game, uh, which gets quite difficult. Uh, my big game that I've been playing on the uh, PS4 uh, front has been Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. Uh, this is a game that I bought. I got you know the Vita and the PS4 version to put it on the shelf. Didn't think anything of it, and then I was just like, you know, I, I'm looking for something good to play, and found this game sitting there. Realized it's by Falcom. And realize this is a Trails of Cold Steel or Legend of Heroes game cross uh, ease game in terms of like the whole game structure is like trails, and then the combat instead of turn based, it's action combat like the ease. And it's is it actually connected to those games or just the similar? It it, it is uh, using the same engine um, as at least Cold Steel Two. It definitely feels that way, but it's set in real life Tokyo. And if you go to like the the uh, like the electronic store, um, you could see videos for Cold Steel 2 playing, and there's video games of Cold Steel and Ease. Like Ease 8 is right there. Like you can tell it's Ease 8. Um, and so they exist as video games in the world. But if you go to like the bookstore, there's like Falcon Magazine with characters from there. Like Chancellor Osborne wrote a book, uh, Crow Armrest, uh, both from Cold Steel, wrote a book, and like their books are there. So it's really cool little Easter eggs. Hmm. So I guess in the canonical world, uh, in Tokyo Xanadu, both the Legend of Heroes series and the E series are, are video games and, and movies and stuff uh, hmm. and books, which it's is like really right cool. Right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really neat. Um, the only thing that sucks is this one was uh, published by Axis, at least the American localization. So it's all translated, It's but they didn't spend the extra money to dub it. So it is all Japanese voice when there's voice and... Uh, hmm. You know, you have to deal with that. Um, the other negative thing is you can tell they kind of rushed it and, and did it cheaply because the, even the animation like that opens the anime opening, the logo is still in Japanese, which, you know, usually when translating it and bringing it over, you would update the logo to mm -hmm. at least show the American logo. It doesn't. So I'm like, all right, Axis clearly didn't think highly of this title and didn't expect it to sell. And it, I don't know how well it sold. Uh, I didn't even realize it was a Falcom title, but I'm really enjoying it. I mean, if you like the Cold Steel games or, or any of the Trails of 
games. And if you enjoy ease and the action combat of ease, it is a mix. You get the high school, you get the, the friendship points, and you get to walk around and do, do quests. But then when you go into dungeons, it's all action. And it's, you get three characters at a time to swap between and different elemental weaknesses. You swap between them. And not that the dungeons are amazingly detailed, but they're pretty neat. Like you could tell this was made for the Vita. And uh, it has a little Zelda feel to the dungeons in a, in a sense, just without like getting special items. But definitely took me by surprise. And it's meaty. Like I'm maybe halfway through the game. Um, there, there's a good chunk of game there. And it's, it is a cheaper game. Hmm. So I don't think a lot of people know about it. But it is on Vita and PS4. And the PS4 has extra stuff. So if you if you do enjoy those games, I wish it would bring it to Switch. Uh, Access brings a lot of stuff to Switch. Uh, I wonder if they would be willing to port it over, but I doubt it considering they didn't have much faith in the uh, the English translation as is. Um, but it is a cool game and definitely recommend. Uh, on the PC, I've been logging into Final Fantasy XIV. I really haven't had time to play it. And I did play another game that was from Steam called Guns and Run. It's like a, uh, a 2D uh, side scroller, like Mega Man style, but it's like for the speed running element where you have to really try to rush through stages. Uh, really cool. Uh, hoping that you know they'll do a patch to turn off the timer, but it, it is a really interesting game. Uh, and then mobile, I'm still doing Dragalia Lost. They're doing the 2.5 year event or 2.5 year anniversary event, uh, which they had a little digest on. And Mario Kart Tour, I'm I'm still enjoying Mario Kart Tour. Just it's just fun. They're doing a big Yoshi event right now. <laughs> Nice, nice. Greg, how about you? Yeah, definitely somewhere in between both of you guys. So not as little as Steve and not quite nearly as many games as Barry. So um, I first time I logged into Animal Crossing was over today. So it's been a little bit over a week or two since I've actually last played. Everybody yelling so, at you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, we haven't seen you. We thought you like left... Uh, <laughs> left us here so it was mostly just to kind of get the whippy cushion ordered and also check out the easter items i see that the cherry blossom stuff's not back yet i was hoping that that would be back i missed most of it the first time around so hopefully there's something or other coming for that soon um the main focus has just been pokemon sword like i've really dove in deep and it's really I'm trying to get that experience of trying to say I've caught every Pokemon now. So I'm at 322 or something like that out of 400. Nice. And I know there's some exclusive to Shield, and I believe the, my wife will have the Shield that we'll get in the library at some point soon, and they'll be able to get, especially with the legendaries and Santa. But um, the main story's been wrapped up for a while, and just been catching Pokemon and evolving them. And then also just recently discovered the surprise trade stuff. So I've been going through and I even got some people sent me some like level 100 Pokemon. So it's like, hmm. wow, that's pretty cool that people are actually trading those. So I wasn't expecting it. So I was just like, oh, here's a Rook of the Year. Here's mm-hmm. something common. And then I'm getting like a, well, here's a level 100. uh trying to think of the one dragon that's exclusive to Sword, but it was like a fully evolved at level 100. And, so that was definitely not the fairest of trades, but I guess that's what happens in the surprise trade. <laughs> well, congrats on your good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And my, 
And we actually got a copy of Pokemon Sword from the library. So me and my daughter have been playing that together. And we've been having a lot of fun doing some of the raid battles together at the dens. Um, just both of us. And then we've also done some battles against us where I'm obviously letting her win. There's been times where I could easily just crush her down with like effective moves. But I'm just effectively just trying to pass my turn. Like, oh, I'll just raise my attack again, even though I'm not planning to attack in the next 10 turns. So... I had a lot of fun playing around with that. So we even did a few surprise trades between each other, even though they weren't surprises because we kind of knew what we were sending each other. So, I mean, it's all the fun of it. So it's been a lot of enjoyment there. Nice. And pretty much on mobile, it's still Fire Emblem Heroes. And then I know you mentioned the last time it was Pokemon Go. My daughter discovered that there's a Pokemon game on the phone. So it's like, oh, dad, you got to download it. You got to play it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this game is more for like walking around. And so Josh is like, let's go take Remy on a walk, and then we can <laughs> play Pokemon Go. And it's like nice. she's pretty much just like stopped to try to catch up. <laughs> so yeah, and then we were just on vacation last week. So then I brought it out a little bit, and we were trying to see if there's any exclusive Pokemon to Wisconsin. But I don't know if that's the case. And just had a number Jeez, of range Pokemon. of. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, definitely good up there. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's pretty much it then. Cool, cool. Uh, Jakester, it looks like he said in the chat that uh, his last two weeks have been filled with Dragon Quest XI, Genshin Impact, and FGO. Um, He kind of keeps plugging away on that. Uh, Looks like he, I don't know. Oh, you were, sorry, I I mentioned, I thought that Jakester was talking about Act 2. and uh, yeah, it looks like talking about Act Two and Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest, yep. So yeah, if you guys, uh, if you're as you're listening uh, right now, live, or if you are watching, listening after the fact, let us know what you guys have been up to and what you've been playing uh, recently. We'd love to to hear what you guys have been up to. Uh, before we head into today's news lineup, Barry has some exciting show and tell. So uh, yeah. unfortunately, um, for those of you guys that are listeners only, uh, you just do the audio version of this podcast, uh, make sure that uh, you just make a note, go over to YouTube and and pick up where you left off because you want to watch this segment. Um, he'll, of course, walk you through it and everything, but it's going to be really cool if you can actually see uh, what he's showing you. So make sure you, you do that. But uh, Barry, what do you got to show off? Yeah, so uh, for those of you that don't know, I am uh, part of the team at Premium Edition Games. We launched last year uh, in August, and uh, what the cool thing is, is our games have shipped. And, uh, you know, the response that we've had has been incredible because there's so many other uh, companies out there and games out there, physical games. And I know I'm the minority on this podcast with with getting the physical. I know, I know, know, that's just how it is. But uh, I did want to show off because you have a few, you do have a few, (laughs) but I wanted to show off just for our listeners and the little behind the scenes um, on, on the the packaging and and the way our games are um, and what really makes them premium because a lot of people who have gotten them have actually stated that we're raising the bar on what a standard release is because we do have, you know, our retro and deluxe of, of some of the games coming, but just for the $40 that we charge, which is, you know, you know, already cheaper than retail. We want to really give bang for your buck. And uh, I just wanted to show off just so people know and, and explain some of the stuff. So our first game here, this is super blood hockey. 
This is an amazing hockey game. Uh, the, actually, the first physical hockey game for the Switch. So there's no other, there's no NHL or anything like that. This cover art is done by Paul Niedermeyer. You might know his work on Mortal Kombat. He's done a bunch of other games. Um, but, but the Mortal Kombat Dragon, that's him. That, that is his thing. And what's cool is the cover art actually goes all the way around. Like, it's continuous. Yeah. Um, and this is a sleeve. And what's cool about the sleeve is when you pull out the game, because it is a slipcase, the game comes out nice. in a nice NES <laughs> dust jacket with the, lo- with the name on it so you can still display it and, you know, our logo there. And from there, we've got the actual game case. Now, what's cool about the game case art is the composer for this game is a guy named Sean. I had the pleasure of interviewing him. He did all the music, but he's also a comic book artist. Mm. So uh, Jeff reached out to him and said, would you like to do our cover? So this is actually done by the comic book artist um, for the, or, or by the, the composer, but he's a comic book artist. So he did this exclusively for us. So you only get that, the full things on the back. Now inside... Unlike a lot of releases, <clears throat> you open up, it's just a white, um, you know, background. We do have inlay art. So nice. this is a, you know, just a scene from the game. But what's cool is there's actually, and only one person in their unboxing has actually just talked about this. There is a secret. I'm not going to expose it, but there's a secret underneath the game. Hmm. When you pull out the game, there's a little secret there um, that we, we just like. And only one person even commented on it. I'm, I'm not sure how many people paid attention. Um, inside the game, though, in addition, you are getting manual. Cool. This is a full, and what's, what's interesting is it's not a cheap manual. I'm trying to try to show off. It is full color. This is done by Jeff and Rowan, who does custom any, uh, switch manuals. He's an awesome, awesome guy for that. Full color. And in the front of the manual, we actually have a note from the developer. So developer, we asked him to give us a little note. Um, so you'll get that in the inside of the manual. And even the back has a little note section, if you remember those from the, the olden nice. days. Now, one thing we also have, which we did talk about once, was we have mm-hmm. a card in here. This is their challenge card. On the back is instructions, do the challenge. And these challenges come from the developer. These are not us making up stuff. This We asked developers, so please give us challenges and go ahead and and let us know. So we, we're asking everybody to do these challenges, follow the instructions, and you know, which, which includes posting it on social media, showing your card with the challenge and the game, and, and obviously tagging us and the, the, the website and sending us an email with your information, your order numbers, stuff like that. And if you do that, we're gonna get you a patch. So old school, we will send you a patch for free, no cost. Just you do the challenge, you get this patch, you get to put it on your shirt, you get to stick it in the case, whatever you want. And uh, interesting thing about this patch in particular, when we did launch back in August, we had a different logo than we do now. And Nintendo actually asked us to change our logo because it was too close to the Switch logo. But Hmm. these patches were already made. So on the front corner of the patch, if you can see, is our original logo. So this is the only thing we're going to actually release with our original logo. <laughs> and if you want that patch, all you have to do is, is go ahead and uh, do the challenge. Our second game actually launched the same time as our first, which is the Pigeon Dev Games Collection. This artwork, again, Paul Niedermeyer. He, he's doing our slipcovers. He's amazing. And again, the art does carry around. 
And again, you have, so you have two ways to display. You could have the standard red if you want it to match. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the slip case. And again, when you pop that open, you will also get another dust jacket. <laughs> Same thing, custom dust jacket for this game. And when this cover was done by the uh, developer. Um, so Jeff put it together from, from assets that they gave. It looks really good. They, they might have had someone commissioned to do that, but it's, it looks really good. Now, this game has four games in it. Uh, great for if you have kids or anything like that. It's got awesome P1 and 2, which have other standalones. They're, they're platformers. They're like um, 2D platformers, like Game Boy era. And then you get Explosive Jake, which is similar to Bomberman. And you get uh, Bucket Knight, which is like a 2D side-scroller running gun. Again, same deal. We wanted This is uh, custom artwork done for the inside. Again, we don't want white. We want to give you all of that. No secret underneath the, the game this time. This game also comes with full color manual that does again start with a note from the developer themselves saying thank you. Again, just showing it is full color. Every game has their own pages. And it's thick. This is a thirty page manual. Wow. So this is not like you're getting a two or three page manual. This is a thirty page manual that's included in the game. Um, also, you will get your card with its own challenge. And if you do that challenge and follow the rules, you will also get your patch. So we do have a special patch, again, for for the Pigeon Dev. You know, wear it, show it off with pride, you earn it. You, you know, these are this is the only way to get the full version of the game. And the idea behind it is we want people to open up our games, we want them to play the games and really enjoy the games. And on top of that, we we went a little step further if you were to get these games and you do an unboxing video, you see them all over YouTube. We want to we want to say thank you for doing an unboxing. So we will actually send you a premium edition patch for doing an unboxing. And the way to get that is do the do the unboxing, uh, tag us, all that stuff. Send an email, you know, with your order number and all that stuff, and with the link to where you did the unboxing. We're going to give you that stuff. Like again, for free, just our way of saying thank you. And, you know, to see these in reality, you know, it's been doing this for a while now, you know, going on a year since my involvement and uh, to see these games come to fruition, the physical titles, they are out. They are now part of the, you know, the, the library. They are ESRB rated games. They are official printed by Nintendo games. Um, we do have two more models of Pigeon Dev um, coming out. We have the Retro, which has... A uh, bunch of cool stuff, including a steelbook, which looks amazing, and uh, a deluxe, which has a full, full strategy guide as well. Like the whole thing, it's a whole beautiful package. And those are coming out shortly. We're waiting for them, actually, like the steelbooks and the books to get to us. That's freight shipping, so it's taking a little longer. But we have a bunch more coming out too. Uh, more games. We did a direct. There will be a second direct. I can't say when. But we do have some great stuff. I can tell you one of the games because we, we've already announced it, which is a robot named Fight that is coming. That is an awesome 2D side-scrolling Metroidvania. Looks just like Super Metroid. It's got like a billion rooms. Like it's insane. It's like every time you die, you get a new map and uh, a lot of hype around that. But one cool thing is a lot of people who have gotten this and, and given this you know, their faith. They put their faith in a brand new company. They bought one game. They bought the second. They love the packaging. They love what we've done. And we really do want to set that bar. 
You know, we, we want you to really get a full package. And I will also tell you that since we launched, our sales have skyrocketed. People are buying these games because they see the quality. And I want all you guys to know, like, if this is something that interests you, you know, get your order in soon because we are running out. And these are limited prints. These are not, you know, infinite prints. You know, printing a video game is a lot of money. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I learned this firsthand. It is very expensive. And uh, I, I don't want to hear, oh, I missed out. I didn't know about it because we're trying to let everybody know. Uh, and these are really, really cool games. And yes, these these games do exist digitally. Uh, of course, you can you can purchase all five of these games digitally. But if you want that physical package, you want that premium package, and you just like artwork, that exclusive artwork and stuff, you know, I highly recommend. Like I said, they're they're forty bucks for these versions. All this for forty, um, and then the, the retro with the steelbook and all is only I think sixty. And then the deluxe with the guide and some bonus stuff like the CD soundtrack CD is is a hundred. So we try to price fairly. We don't want to be like this is a two hundred and three hundred dollar thing. Um, but I know I've talked about it before. But now actually it's stuff to show, and I wanted to really uh, to show you guys because I don't think either. Either of you have even seen it in mm -hmm. person or, or knew that it even came out truly. And, and here it is. And it's shipping and people are getting it. So uh, if you're interested, premiumeditiongames.com if you're in the U.S. And if you're listening outside the U.S., videogamesplus.ca uh, is our exclusive Canadian distributor. And uh, if you're overseas, they will ship overseas as well. Nice. Nice. I just got one really important question, Barry. Yeah. Do the cartridges taste bad? I have not tasted the cartridges. <laughs> However, other people have, A, and B, because Nintendo, in order to print a cartridge, you have to print it through Nintendo. You can't, like, find some guy with a printer, I'm going to print it for you. So since Nintendo prints every cartridge, they put that stuff on it. Mm. So, yeah, you know, right. so you, 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 have to, you have to send them, like, the labels. They do the labels, too. Like, you send them the, the file for the label and all that stuff. They take care of it all. So, mm. yeah. That's there in the process. So yes, the cartridges <laughs> do taste bad. Nice. Uh, you know, if you if you want to lick them, I mean, you're more than welcome <laughs> to lick them. I wouldn't recommend you you lick them at all. But uh, yeah, I you know I, I hope you guys did, you know enjoy that and like what you see and think that the it's done well because that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to give everybody, hey, you're getting creme de la creme. You know, because there's so many physical releases. I'm sure you've seen it with no inlay art, no manual, or if you get anything, it's like a two-page nothing. You know, you're lucky if you get a slipcover on something. Yeah. And we don't want that. We want to give you awesome stuff, and uh, I think that's a good value for 40 bucks. You're getting a lot there. You're getting a complete package. My question is, can I sign up to get a review copy? <laughs> yeah. What? Who do we talk to to get a review copy? <laughs> <laughs> a review copy? Well, the game's already out. <laughs> nice, nice. Just make sure you've got review uh, copies after the games have released. Yeah, you don't always right. get it before they release. Greg, can we trust that your dog's not going to eat it though? You know, you know, maybe <laughs> if maybe if you guys, you know, spoke for physical more and liked it more, I could have, you know, twisted some arms. But yeah, you guys are more like, especially Greg, like, oh, digital, digital, digital. So, uh, you know, I didn't think you'd want it. I can, I, did. I can make a case that you can send me the digital code for the game and that should be the 
<laughs> we case in the manual to, and stuff. <laughs> you have to understand we don't own the games. We own only the physical publishing rights. These games do have digital publishers. Uh, Digerati for Super Blood Hockey and uh, sometimes you for the Pigeon Dev games. Nice. So we are not the digital publishers. We are only the physical. So you're not going to send me a case that has a download code in it? No. That, no, those are oh, evil. Oh, man. <laughs> those are evil. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, as much as uh, I would love to keep on talking about this and just razzing Barry about uh, physical games, <laughs> uh, we do have quite a bit to talk about tonight. Uh, so first of all, uh, we just want to, again, remind you guys that uh, if you've not uh, downloaded some of these games, uh, Nintendo is about to kill Mario. Um, so make sure you jump on this. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, this is from David's article from last week, but just another reminder, Super Mario 3D All-Stars uh, is going to be going away on March 31st. Super Mario Brothers 35, uh, which is a, you know, that Battle Royale 35-player uh, uh, game that's like exclusive to Nintendo um, online members um, is going away. Uh, Super Mario Maker um, they're shutting down all the servers and the bookmark site. In fact, I think it's actually already down. I've heard rumors. Uh, is that you guys know about that? Is that confirmed that they have shut down the, the bookmark site already? I didn't confirm myself, but I did see like other outlets posting like three days ago that the bookmark site shut down kind of prematurely before this date that they outlined for tomorrow. Yeah. I don't um, know if like all the other servers were powered up with it, but I know the bookmark site is definitely down. Yeah, yeah. Um, in addition, uh, also the uh, the Game and Watch Super Mario Brothers, uh, the um, you know the hard the hardware um, for that is going to apparently not be sold anymore. Supposedly, they're taking it off the store shelves as well. Um, I don't know if that if they're actually going to do that, but I've heard they're being told to, to take it off the store shelves. I still seen a bunch of uh, a bunch of them on the, the shelves the other day when I was in a store. Um, and then on top of all the uh, that, um, this Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon is even being taken off of Netflix um, around this time. So it's kind of crazy. So Mario's like dying like crazy. Uh, everywhere you turn, uh, Mario's going away. Um, but on top of that, it's not just Mario. Also, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light is going away as well as disney's art academy um also being delisted uh actually today so it's a day ahead of everything else is going away on march 31st but uh that one's gonna be gone um today march 30th so uh yeah we've talked about this before guys but uh, i'd love to kind of maybe get your parting words as uh mario's you know on the verge of death <laughs> what do you got to say uh which games are you like really uh upset to see like i know you're upset to see them all go but which ones really um bother you which ones are you not so you know it doesn't no big deal um just kind of your your parting words, I guess, as, as uh, a good uh, section or a good chunk of, of Mario games and a couple other games go away. Um, Greg, let's go to you first. I would say the top of the list is definitely Super Mario Brothers 35. I had a ton of fun with that when it came out, but sadly, I just haven't really played it since. Um, and right along with it is even like the Fire Emblem Shadow like Dragon Blade of Light that was like localized just for December. And then for some reason, it's going to cut off thing that I don't know why they would be 
trying to limit the sales of those. I mean, I would in the middle category, I would put like 3D All-Stars. I mean, I understand all games are not in print forever, but again, that's kind of silly just to be like, hey, let's call up the target. Please remove all your copies of 3D All-Stars from the shelves and send them back. I don't get why they have to go to that kind of extreme, and especially removing it from the eShop, which doesn't make any sense either. There's going to be other people that want to experience those games for the first time or even reliving those games again. They haven't picked it up already. So those are the most baffling ones to me. I mean, the other ones, I mean, Art Academy's probably been out for a while. If you really want it, you probably would have had it. Mario Maker has a sequel. You probably already got that like I did. The U version doesn't really get too much activity, and that stuff is never permanent, anyways. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Barry, what do you think about all this? I know you, you've shared your thoughts before. I mean, so. <laughs> it's, it's sad to see that Nintendo didn't backpedal on this like they did with Jump Rope Challenge. Yeah. Uh, I do know, like, Mario 3D All Stars is like, shot up in sales on like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like people are going crazy for the physical version. And what's funny is people are going crazy thinking it's going to be a gold mine. And I mean, it already sold over 8 million units prior to this. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe you'll be able to sell it for 70 or 80 dollars and, and, you know, get 10 bucks out of it after everything's all said and done and eBay takes their fees. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot better ways to make 10 bucks. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, down the line it might go up, but it's really hard for a game that sells this many units uh, to go up that high. But I do know a lot of people are buying it for FOMO and Nintendo is creating that FOMO. The kicker is, is that all games have a print life. They either have X amount of time before they're, before they're stopped printing or they have X amount of copies printed and that's it. Like our, our games, I was just talking about premium. I will tell you our games have a 5,000 copy print. Why do they have that? Because that is Nintendo's minimum in America. Every game in America that is a physical copy has to have at least 5,000 printed. Um, there will be more, you know, a lot of games will have more than that. Um, so in a case like this, when they're all gone, they're gone. We could always reprint more um, if we choose to, if there's demand. But with this, Nintendo could have just silently made that the cutoff date and whatever was out there was out there and people wouldn't know anything, wouldn't think anything. People wouldn't cry because all physical games have a shelf, um, like a certain amount of prints. Some games get one print and they're done. Other games like Hyrule Warriors started jumping in value and then Walmart suddenly started putting them out like crazy. Like they were just sitting on boxes. Who knows? Um, so it's always a you know, question, how long will this game be on the shelf? Because there's so many games and it's not always feasible to constantly print games if they're not selling. Nintendo games, however, tend to sell. Like Animal Crossing is still being printed because it's still selling. This game probably would have printed for at least another year um, or at least another six months. But since we now know tomorrow is D-Day for it, uh, we know that it's done printing. That's not an issue. What is the issue is the digital. And I'm, I'm not a digital guy, but to take games off the digital shop just seems stupid. They have to have some kind of motive. If they're doing this Disney Vault thing, it's garbage. <laughs> I myself actually bought Fire Emblem 
Um, I don't, even though I have the physical collector's edition, I haven't opened it, which has a download code, which is terrible and it should have been a physical copy. I did download it. Not that I may ever play it, but because I just wanted to have it. And I'm hoping that Nintendo has some other plans and they decide to put it on a physical compilation or something. I think that would be fantastic, but I don't know, like Mario 35, I had a lot of fun with that game mm-hmm. and I was hoping that you know, Tetris 99 was only supposed to be a limited time thing. And then that wound up getting not only saved, but it got, it got single player content. It got a physical release mm-hmm. and, you know, granted a, a, a single player content for Mario 35 is just Mario one. Um, but it's still, I would have liked to see them keep this going. And I wonder what the user rate was, you know, was there a lot of people using it? And was a lot of people playing it. Um, as for some of the other stuff, like Disney Art Academy, my guess is it had to do with the Disney license. You know, they only get that for so long, and it's expensive, and clearly they're no longer worried about 3DS online, you know, e- eShop-type titles, and uh, it's just cheaper to delist it. However, that game does have a physical, so if you are interested in playing it, there is at least that. And that's why I'm not anti-digital, I'm anti-digital only, because as long as there's a physical, you can still play games that are later delisted. Mm-hmm. But it's sad um, that they are, in fact, removing all these things. Uh, I'm hoping that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, unfortunately, the very next day after that is April Fool's. <laughs> so I expect a lot of people to be making fake announcements. And even if Nintendo <laughs> makes an announcement, we'll probably be questioning the, the, the legitimacy right. of it. But, uh, yeah, it's just sad to see. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, I think when we originally talked about this, I didn't, I didn't think about the uh, the direct connection of of doing all this the day before April Fool's. So maybe that, maybe it really just is. It's just a big joke, and uh, we can all laugh about it next week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think yeah, Super Mario Brothers thirty five. I, I don't understand why that that's been such a short run i think it's i think similar to tetris 99 i think there's there's a life ahead of that i think they could continue to support it and i think uh people would continue to play and continue to uh really enjoy that over time um like you said the the physical for a 3d all-stars makes sense i mean you only run it for a certain amount of time but but why why take it off digital unless they've got another plan that you just haven't shared yet um, I'm glad that I did buy that physical because, you know, if I did only have a digital, then, you know, maybe there's a chance that I couldn't download it again. So I do have that one, when physical, um, the others, it, it, it's, it's sad. I, I'm not terribly upset about Fire Emblem or Disney's Art Academy because I don't play those games. I've got a couple copies of the, the game and watch already. That makes sense. It's a physical thing. Run it in limited time. That that makes sense. But uh, but I think the thing that, that actually kind of upset me a little bit more was uh, taking Super Mario Maker, uh, the all that down. And I know in the back of my head, I know it can't last forever. But I think I remember when I first got that game thinking, I'm going to have Mario levels to play forever and ever and ever. And didn't even cross my mind that eventually those servers would be taken down and that those levels would just go away that people have created. And that's, I think, even though we have Super Mario Maker 2 now and people have moved on, it is kind of sad that that all that stuff that people will spend hours and hours upon making, like, it's it's going to be gone. And there's going to be no way of playing those game, those levels anymore. And so that... 
It really has nothing to do with, you know, physical versus digital or anything like that. It's just a digital service that they're just taking down. And that's that's sad, I guess, for especially for all those people that did sink hours and hours upon making those things. I, I agree with I you with that. I think it's something that was going to happen regardless because right. it, it costs money. And, you know, I had that same thought, you know, when Mario Maker was coming out. This is going to be infinite levels. And it is. It's just not infinite good levels. There's <laughs> a lot of <laughs> levels true. of questioning, the <laughs> questioning uh, you know, quality. But here's the thing. And I, I know I speak for myself only is that it got to a point where I just moved on. And I really haven't looked yeah. back. Yeah. And I'm curious, Steve, when was the last time you popped in Super Mario? Not Mario Maker 2 even. Yeah. Super Mario Maker on the Wii. When was the last yeah. time you popped that in? Oh, yeah. It? Yeah, I, I definitely moved on to Mario Maker 2. And I don't play Mario Maker 2 nearly as much as I did in Mario Maker 1. Um, but it is. I think, And I think that's that's kind of honestly my, my thought process. I mean, it's interesting you go there, Barry, because that's kind of how I think about some digital games. It's like it's sad that... You know, if I bought a game that was only digital and they take down the eShop eventually, but at the same time, like, when am I actually going to really go back and play that game? Um, but your your argument, though, but what if I want to? With Mario right. Maker 1, what if I want to actually fire it up? You, you I can can't. still play it. You just can't access right. those. True. And that's true. Even with the physical, you won't be able to access it. Mm-hmm. And naturally, you know, we all move on from games. I don't think anyone plays any game forever. I mean, it may take years. And, you know, Steve will probably be, you know, 95 <laughs> playing Rocket League. But, That's right. you know, for the most part, we, we move on from other games. But it's not about us at that point. It is about people who are just discovering these games mm-hmm. after the fact. It's true. Yeah. But what I was going to try to jump in and say is I don't think all the courses are just disappearing. I think... You're just unable to upload anything new. And I think like the 100 Mario Challenge or whatever oh. is still going to be around to play the courses that are existing. Yeah. Oh, so that's not as bad then. It's true. Yeah. I think they're taking that down, but I don't, but I'm, I guess, I guess I'm just reading into this because they're taking down the, because they have took, taken down the, the bookmark site. So I kind of feel like I'm seeing the writing on the wall that eventually those will actually be taken down all the, altogether. And that's that hasn't been confirmed. I'm just that's totally my interpretation yeah. of that. I mean, I do agree. I think that's definitely where it's headed because that bookmark site made everything a million times easier. I mean, as someone that put poured hours and hours into it and utilizing that site, that was a fantastic service to have alongside with it to be like, oh, I want to play this course, this course, this course when we made like a playlist of courses that you're going to play and then you easily just go right through them. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone I've talked to wishes that that was still used for Mario Maker 2 because it's infinitely easier than like, oh, I have to look at this code. Okay, K, 9, power, like X, Z. Like no one wants to try to memorize like those digits. Like you just want to be able to like, see the course on like a web page, like on that you know, bookmark site and just like boom, mark it to play. Then boom, the game just knows that it's on your list, and then mm-hmm. you can play it right away. So that was definitely an awesome thing, for Mario Maker One, and I definitely will be missing that for sure. Yeah. Site. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we've uh, yeah confirmed. Dave says as well. Um, but yeah, it is currently uploading and the bookmark site. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I think it's inevitable at some point, um, they'll be, they'll be taken down the, the servers. I, they may surprise me and keep them up. Who knows? Um, but at some point, right. They can't, they can't keep it going forever. I would assume. 
Like, um, cause you know, they got to put money and, and effort into the new servers so that we can actually play games online. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the funniest thing you've said. All night. <laughs> uh, let's, yeah. uh, yeah. You got something, Greg? I was going to say like, yeah, they definitely need lots of improvement there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't include that in my Pokemon sword update, but there's even tons of lag there. Just. It's amazing how bad the service is. Yeah. Like, yep. What am I paying money for? It's lag city. Yep. Well, let's move on and uh, talk about something else. We we kind of hit on this, I believe, uh, last episode as well. But uh, just a couple days ago, March 27th, uh, was the 10-year anniversary of the Nintendo 3DS. And so, uh, yeah, just in honor of uh, 10 years of the 3DS, uh, I thought it'd be cool to just, uh, share just a couple memories and thoughts uh, about the, the 3DS. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. I think I, I actually mentioned this uh, in connection to uh, my Mario memories uh, last episode. Um, was actually that uh, the first time that I got to play the 3DS at E3. Um, it was, I, I still think it's kind of mind blowing when I opened my 3DS. I know it doesn't have the greatest graphics, but I still am just in awe of being able to see 3D without glasses. <laughs> it just still blows my mind. Um, even though I don't use it a lot, I haven't played my 3DS in uh, probably well over a year, um, maybe even two years. Um, but uh, yeah, just the the first time that I was at E3 and saw it in person, it was so cool to get my hands on it. And then, uh, yeah, just mine completely blown when I saw 3D the first time. So that's that's uh, my first memory with the system and uh, and, and it's probably still the one that, that stands out the most. Um, Barry, what do, you, what do you got when you think about your 3DS over the last 10 years? I mean, I remember getting it. I remember getting it at launch, two, two units. Uh, I got the black one and I got my wife the, the blue one. And uh, just remember playing lots of lots of street pass i remember going to the mall and going to like Abercrombie and fish that was like mm -hmm. a nintendo zone and going to mcdonald's and you know just walking around and connecting and doing street pass and going to new york comic con and waiting in line for panels and just mm -hmm. you would connect to 10 people play it then connect with another 10 play and it was just a ton of fun and especially at events like that playing like smash brothers with random people in line mm -hmm. like while waiting you gotta, wait, gotta wait 20 minutes before we get in all right who else doing smash let's do a four-player smash round you know and it was just a ton of fun uh, everybody had them like they mm -hmm. were just all over and so many great games and you know while i'm not a, a big travel guy but just when i did travel having the 3ds and you know mary 3d land and you know uh link between worlds and you know, there's so many great games, Bravely Defaults, and, and just when that game came out. And, you know, it's the 3DS has an incredible library if you look at it in its entirety. Uh, even just a physical library, it, it really is an incredible uh, achievement for what they did. And the, the crazy thing is that the 3DS is actually not dead. Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't know if you saw this, but just, uh, just early or late last week, uh, Pixel Heart had an announcement. It might have been the weekend. Yeah. Pixel Heart had an announcement, and Andreo Dunas 2 is coming to the 3DS in America and Europe. <laughs> like a limited, you know, print, but a brand new 3DS game for America, only from a European company. And that's really cool. Like the 3DS hopefully can live on that way for a while. 
um, because it is, you know, it didn't do as well as the DS and didn't do as well as the PSP, but it, you know, blew the Vita away in terms of sales. And mm-hmm. it had some great, great titles, especially RPGs, you know, just some fantastic ones, mm-hmm. Radiant Historia, tons of Atlas support. And uh, for a while, it was Joker's only appearance on a Nintendo system to justify him being in Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> true. And luckily, they brought down that price eventually uh, at the beginning. And Oh, yeah. Got a lot of pe- more people in there. Uh, Greg, what's what do you think about uh, when you think about the 3DS over the last 10 years? Well, I know it's definitely off to a very slow start because I was very interested in the system, but I couldn't justify getting it at launch because there wasn't game that I wanted to get for it. So it was like, I wanted the system, but I'm like, what game am I going to play? I didn't really know too much about how addictive the Street Pass games would become at the time. Otherwise, it would have been a no-brainer just to simply just get to play DS games on. But I kind of had to wait until um, Ocarina of Time before I could justify getting the system. So yeah, I had to wait until I think it was May before I finally decided to make the plunge right when um, I mean, time 3D was out, so that was definitely the moment that was able to push me over the edge. And then I really loved playing Ocarina of Time and really enjoyed the 3D visuals. And then as soon as I was reading all the stuff about how it kind of kills the battery life, then it just you know, okay, the 3D is kind of more of a gimmick. <laughs> oh, like, so, for most of the time I played over the last 10 years, is the 3D sliders mostly been off, unless it's to see how things look in 3D for like a few minutes and just be like, okay, I don't really need this on anymore and let's turn it off. So it was mostly to review it or to just kind of see how the developers utilize the visuals. Some developers didn't do it as well as others and other ones that made it look completely fantastic. Like 3D Land, you actually had to have it on for a number of areas. Otherwise, you would have no idea where some of the the coins were. So... Mm -hmm. That was an excellent use of it, but like Mario Kart 7, you didn't have to have it on. All it would do is just drain the battery faster. Or just <laughs> a little minor upgrade in visuals. So Yeah, and it was hard to uh to play games like Mario Kart with <laughs> the 3D on because it's easily one of those <laughs> games you move around quite a bit. Uh and like see, let's say uh who was it? Uh, Dave said he didn't really appreciate the 3D until the new 3DS, um, and that was that was even that was like the second level of mind blowingness um, when they were able to do that on the new 3DS, and you actually can move it around a little bit and it still stays in 3D because um, the eye eye tracking and things like that that they they worked in that was pretty really cool. Um, just gonna read through some other comments. It looks like uh, Jakester. Uh, I liked the 3D, except for it gave him a headache after about seven minutes, um, but still really enjoyed playing it and is still playing it. Um, and then Dave also said uh, he really was amazed by the AR card game, uh, the the Dragon Boss and stuff like that. That was that was a cool uh, element that I think um, I, I actually forgot that the 3DS did a lot of, of augmented reality stuff, uh, at least in the beginning. It was kind of a cool gimmick, um, but I remember doing a lot of, uh, of the AR games and, and things like that in the beginning too. Um, did you guys play around much with the AR beyond just like trying it out the first day you got it? Uh, yeah, I uh, actually had a memory come back to me while we were discussing that I haven't thought about in a while. When the 3DS first came out and it was like, you know, it was such a social system with Street Pass and all this stuff. Uh, my wife was looking in a paper. Actually, she was my girlfriend at the time. I don't, 
I don't even think we were engaged. I think we were still just dating. And uh, she she looked in and saw this ad for a 3DS get together. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's that's cool. It's going to be a couple, you know, maybe 30 minutes away. Like, hey, let's go do that. So we decided to take our 3DSs and go and do that. And we walked into like this community center that had been rented out. It was like a Sunday. So like no other real activities were going on. And it was us and a bunch of kids in their parents. <laughs> so we were the only yes. adults. And it was just like, like, oh God, like, should we like leave? Like this is and the parents were like, no, stay. You know, the kid the kids were enamored because the adults are here to play because their parents weren't really playing. And they had this big like well, I guess they got one of their parents to print out like the big question mark uh, AR cards like, yeah. that was on the floor. Here, here, take pictures. Like they were, the kids were all excited, and they all had like copies of either it was Mario sixty four DS or or New Super Mario Brothers with the the where it had the the multiplayer games that were you know they would, would connect, and we were all playing those Mario games. We were playing more DS games because there really wasn't many three DS games at the time. But the kids were having a ball, and it was just like such a surreal experience. And it was, you know, it was just so neat to see people just come together. And you could tell these kids just wanted to make new friends and just wanted to expand. Uh, and it was, it was just a lot of fun. We wanted to stay in there for a couple hours, just playing video games and nice. you know, talking video games. And they were just, you know, on cloud nine. And it was like, this is great. This is what video games should be about. So that was about the most I did with the AR. I mean, I did do like the fishing game and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, like you, like as many times I forgot about those cards until like Pokemon or Pokedex 3D came out. Remember that? Mm. That free application where you got to scan codes to fill up your Pokedex and get shinies. And you had to like do like a, an AR type shooter where you had to like you pull out. It was almost like Face Raiders, but you had to shoot these Pokemon and balls and you hope you got new ones for your Pokedex. It was a really interesting tie-in that was a freebie. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely remember like the AR cards. Like there was a one card that looked like you put like, a hole through the, like, the desk or whatever. Yeah. That was kind of really cool. Like looking down into like a deep well. That was I do remember that. And that was really cool. Um, speaking of cards, it just it remind, uh, reminded me of those uh, Kid Icarus Uprising cards. And like hey, you want to like, collect all these packs. And I was like, oh, you got to go to GameStop and go meet the Nintendo rep and they'll give you like a pack of the cards. And then like, oh, there's going to be a Nintendo rep at this GameStop across town and we got to make it to that one to get even more cards. And I was trying to gather a number of those up for like the tournaments that we had at Nintendo Fuse on those forums way back oh, yeah. then. So I definitely remember trying to track down a number of those cards just to be able to have stuff to give out and have some for myself to open up. I mean, I think I still have a stack of like this many like, <laughs> cards. <laughs> Speaking of which, Steve, don't you owe me some of those cards? <laughs> I don't know about owe you, but uh, yeah, they're back you behind me, me actually. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're kind of in my uh, my little collection behind me now. <laughs> they're still unopened and in the package, just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> the good thing is, I did find them. <laughs> oh, they're probably worth something, right? There, there was only so many prints of them, and. It's well, I got over. mine was uh, the ones that you could only get at PAX. Yeah. They they sold in Japan. I think they actually sold like boxes, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, like a trading card boxes with packs, or or it was like a tin with the full set or something like that. They did sell mm. some of those. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dave also said, "Yeah, um, 
that was those 3ds introduced him to rhythm heaven uh brought back the luigi's mansion series and the kid icarus series so there was cool stuff that that was attached uh that has been attached to the 3ds like we said it's it's not actually completely dead um got a new game this year uh and and i believe uh we occasionally still get uh, a new digital game for it as well as the wii u um so it it does kind of live on, even though they don't uh, actually produce them anymore. Um, but uh, if you haven't gotten one, I, I would recommend actually the new 2DS um, is a fantastic little system uh, that is incredibly light, um, has amazing battery life uh, as opposed to the uh, Switch. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a great little system and has a huge library of games. Um, so yeah, if you if you haven't gotten into the uh the 3ds the 2ds world uh yeah you should definitely go and pick one up and and the these games at most are 10 years old so it's not like you're playing you know atari games that maybe you can't connect with as a modern gamer or whatever these are these are fairly new games um and we'll also remember it's fully backwards compatible with the ds too so right you're getting a so massive get massive library yeah that's true so yeah, if you haven't checked one out, uh, make sure you do so. Uh, maybe maybe celebrate a uh, 10-year anniversary of the 3DS by buying yourself a 3DS or a, or a 2DS. Um, but uh, let's move on to our next story, and uh, that's that uh, there's, a, there's a new Pikmin game coming out, but it's not Pikmin 4. Uh, sorry. Well, eventually that's going to come out, but we actually got news that Nintendo and Niantic are going to be teaming up for... Uh, None other than an, an augmented reality uh, Pikmin app. Uh, so this, if you're not familiar, if you're kind of forgetting uh, who Niantic is, the one, the ones that brought you Pokemon Go. Um, but uh, yeah, they they're partnering up, and we don't really know a whole lot about it uh, except for that it's supposed to release later in 2021. Um, and uh, yeah, if it's augmented reality coming from the company that that brought us Pokemon Go, it kind of seems like it's going to be similar but it's not actually going to be the same kind of experience. Uh, at least we're told that it's not going to be just um, like a Wizarding World or Harry Potter kind of thing or whatever like they did with, with Pokemon Go and just kind of made a Harry Potter themed. This is supposed to be a kind of a new game, but similar enough probably to Pokemon Go. So what do you guys think? What are you hoping for this uh, for this game? Uh, does this make you excited? Um, Greg, I know you just got into to Pikmin. So uh, are you excited about something like this on, on mobile? Yeah, it does sound like it's going to be pretty good. I mean, I did read a little bit more into it, and they're not going to be doing like microtransactions at, least at this time. So that's definitely a big plus there. So it might almost be a return to form for like Super Mario Run, where you just get the game and then you're not buying all these extra things. I mean, it does seem like it's a pretty interesting idea that's kind of similar to like Pokemon Go, and you can go out and have all these different types of Pikmin collecting fruit and stuff. and I'm playing on your phone worldwide. I don't know how successful it will be. This Pikmin's a much smaller franchise, and uh, it's one of the smaller Nintendo franchises. So I'd like to see it do well, but I guess you never really know until people can actually get their hands on it and play it out. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is weird that they would they would pick a franchise like like Pikmin because, of course, Pokemon is like the most famous franchise uh, that exists, basically, but. But Pikmin, not so much there. So it is interesting they went that direction. Um, Barry, what do you think about this game? 
I think this is honestly brilliant. I think if there's one franchise outside of Pokemon that could benefit from that style, it's Pikmin. Because if you think about it, the whole Pikmin world, they're tiny. Olimar is even tiny. I mean, they're fighting bugs that you know we would step on and not even think about it. So the fact that there's tiny Pikmin all around <clears throat> just seems logical. Uh, partnering with Niantic again, that makes sense. I mean, I, there's a pre-register link and I pre-registered just to see. I don't know if I'll play it. I don't know how, you know, crazy it's going to be like Pokemon Go got by the end of it or if it's just a more casual experience, uh, just something to do while walking. Uh, the negative thing is like with Pokemon Go, when I would walk, I would find that it would it would actually hinder my exercise <laughs> because I would have to stop to catch or, oh, there's like three things that pop that I need right here. Hold on, let me stop. And it, it ruins the flow of, you know, getting into a good groove and getting into cardio while walking. So uh, I'm interested to see what it's like. I think it's, I, I do think it's brilliant. And uh, it's kind of interesting because Nintendo seemed to have dropped their mobile presence. Like last year, 2020, mm -hmm. we got no new games. Yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes and Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour and Dr. Mario World, they're all getting updates but we got no new games. So it's interesting to see this. And again, come out of nowhere. Nintendo just wakes up one day and goes, oh, here, we're going to give you this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, Jakester and Dave are talking about it in the chat. And uh, you know, Dave says, you know, it's designed to encourage walking as exercise, which is great. And, and Jakester also brings up during a pandemic where we're all supposed to stay inside. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, Pokemon Go has, has gone under several changes to kind of accommodate yeah. for for quarantine and things like that. So I wonder if uh, they're going to go ahead and kind of be proactive and kind of take those approaches uh, with this with this Pikmin game or not, or if it's going to be more kind of true to form from Pokemon Go and actually get back to encouraging people to to get outside and walk around um maybe you know keeps your social distancing but maybe actually still move around and exercise um i don't know yeah maybe they're waiting for the pandemic pandemic to be over and everyone to be vaccinated but hey remember how you like playing pokemon go well now you can play with pikmin so <laughs> could be if they if they time it right it could be, uh, you know, just like Animal Crossing was for them at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, it could be just the thing they need to like skyrocket. Wait, we got vaccinations. Everybody's outside again. Everybody's playing Pikmin. So. Hey, if it takes off, do you think Nintendo stock will skyrocket? Because that's what happened with Pokemon Go. And then it dropped when people realized Nintendo only owns 33% of Pokemon. <laughs> but Nintendo owns 100% of Pikmin. That's true. Yeah. Who knows? And then... Uh, you know, get the, the Robin Hood people and everything else on behind it or uh, the Robin Hood <laughs> app and everything just like GameStop. Uh, we're going to talk about GameStop actually uh, in just a little bit um, <laughs> in connection with another story. Uh, but uh, before we before we get into that and some other stories, uh, Greg, tell us a little bit about Sony's recent purchase and what that has to do with the Nintendo. Why are we talking about Sony purchasing anything? Well, we know Microsoft went big and bought Bethesda, and Sony wanted to throw their hat in the ring, and now it's like, oh, we're going to buy the Evo um, fighting game tournament. So pretty much we had an article on our site um, by Dave. So pretty much that Sony Interactive Entertainment announced that they have teamed up with eSports Venture RTS to jointly acquire the Evo Championship Series, and then pretty much... Official Evo stuff has stated that they'll kind of continue as normal and they'll open to have tournaments on games on all types of platforms and all types of games, not just 
only Sony games or something, for example. So then we did. <coughs> so um, there was a journalist that reached out uh, to Nintendo to see if they were going to be still continuing on with like Super Smash Brothers. That's like a main scene that they have there. And pretty much Nintendo, uh, Nintendo rep response back like they wish the founders well and will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Brothers activities. So a lot of people are speculating that this might be the end of uh, Smash Brothers tournaments at Evo just because Nintendo's not usually very fond of that and especially how they were other types of tournaments were trying to go online this year with using mods like Slippy and stuff. So people are definitely speculating that uh, Smash Brothers will be getting pulled. So I don't know what the, this means for sure. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, kind of turn of events with, yeah, like you said, with uh, with the other, you know, Smash tournament that got kind of pulled down, and then this. It's like, oh, that's that's interesting. What do you what do you do in Nintendo? Because that's a big community that I don't know if you want to tick off. Um, <laughs> Barry, what do you think about all this? I don't think they should pull Smash. I mean, Sony owning Evo is just a weird purchase. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. But it's still publicity for your game. It's still average. Like, so Evo money is going to pull in whatever it's going to pull in regardless. Like, use that. You're literally using your, your competitor to advertise your product. If anything, you should go more in on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Keep paying to put on this event that is, in essence, a giant commercial. We all saw the wizard, right? It's literally the wizard for Smash Brothers. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, I don't think they should pull. Yeah, yeah. Greg, any more thoughts about all this? Uh, obviously, I wish they would keep Smash Brothers there because I've watched a few of the, like the things online from what years past, and it's still pretty fun to watch. So. I would hope that they could continue with that and work something out with Nintendo, but I know Nintendo's likes to have that iron grip over their IPs, and it's like, you can't have our property, and you're not going to be able to display this ever again unless you like pay us like trillions of dollars if they don't want to pay. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, it is weird that Sony would buy Evo. Like, why? Well, I mean, I guess there's some sort of business investment, you know, thing that they, they will benefit some way from it, but it, it does complicate things, you know, when you have other companies like Nintendo and like, okay, do we still have our game in there? That's not made by Sony is not on their property. And like, how do we do this and everything? It just, it just complicates things. Um, and you know, I don't know if, if this was a strategy from, from Sony or, or not, and maybe it was purely business um probably just purely business and like they thought they they could benefit in some way from this i don't think i would assume the the purpose wasn't to drive nintendo out of evo um or anything um because they still can participate um and so i i just yeah it just complicates things um but i hope that nintendo does stick in i hope they stick smash brothers still in it um because like i said that's that's a big 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 uh, community of, of gamers that um, will be very, very upset if they if they can't play Smash at Evo. That's like that's almost it's. I, I wouldn't say it's it's not quite like 
pulling Street Fighter out of Evo, but it'd be pretty close, I, w- I would think. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully they stick around or at least have a better option. If they do pull it, they need to have a direct replacement that makes people just as happy. Because if not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're selling DLC. Remember, DLC still has two more fighters out. They want to sell that fighter pass. This is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, do you guys know when the next Evo is supposed to happen? I can't remember when oh, it is man. on the, the calendar, but. No, I don't know offhand. I don't usually follow too much. I just find replay videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I usually, yeah, watch. I'll watch it after the fact, basically. <laughs> um, so, and then kind of hear the news. Uh, something I do want to uh, just mention before we head into some headlines uh, about some other things that uh, to talk about. Um, Nintendo Everything does have an article up uh, that uh, I, I kind of forgot as we were um, talking about uh, the Pikmin app that's going to be coming out. Um, we'll link to that uh, as well, but it uh, has a bunch of details um, that uh, VGC um, detailed um, about the Pikmin app. Um, we kind of hit on some of these things uh, as we were discussing it, but there there has been a few more details that have that have popped up and everything. So you guys can, if you see the, uh, if you're watching the video version, you'll see them scroll on the screen right now um i'm not going to take the time to read through all of them but and just encourage you guys to to check out nintendo everything's um article and uh and just kind of see a little bit more um about what this app is is all about um but uh yeah that's uh that's the pikmin and uh, niantic uh ar app that's supposed to be coming out later this year just check out nintendo everything for uh more details on that or uh you can head to uh, vgc um has that original um article as well um all right guys well let's uh let's head into some quick headlines before we uh talk about what we're looking forward to the next week and wrap up and everything today um barry you want to kick us off and talk a little bit about square enix yeah, and before I do that, uh, Jakester okay. did say the next Evo is in August, August 6th to 8th, and 13th to 15th. Cool. So just as a quick little follow-up for when the next one is. Way to so go, yeah, Square Enix. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's what the chat's for. So Square Enix had a Square Enix Presents, uh, the Friday of, of our last um, podcast. We talked about it coming out, seeing what they were going to show off. Uh, for the Switch, they didn't show off a lot of stuff, unfortunately. Um, the big thing they showed off was Bowen Wonderworld, which is now out uh, to questionable reviews. Um, they also showed <laughs> That's off. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> uh, yeah. They also showed off a couple games <clears throat> with uh, content coming. Uh, Toho Spellbubble, ba- uh, they showed off, which does have an Asian English release, but never got a physical release here. Uh, March 25th, which is out already now there's a side story pack that's launching uh bubble bubble for friends the baron is back was shown off that is already available also for the switch physical and digital but it is also going to steam uh darius cosmic revolution was shown off as well which is two games g darius hd and darius burst another chronicle ex plus except if you get the um the strictly limited physical you also get a game boy uh game that was never released uh so you're going to get multiple games. This is coming out in late 2021, PS4 and Switch. Um, that was all they showed off for the Switch. But just to go over quickly what else was shown off, if you didn't see, Life is Strange has a brand new game called True Colors, 
which looks really awesome in my opinion. Uh, they're also remastering the first game and Before the Storm as a remastered collection. That's going to be available in September as part of the True Colors Ultimate Edition uh, and also standalone. True Colors is also going to be released all together as one, so you get all the episodes together as opposed to waiting between each episode like the previous games. Uh, Forspoken was shown off. It used to be Project Athena or Athea which is like an action-adventure game. Marvel's Avengers has some new content shown off, including Hawkeye and Black Panther. Outriders was shown uh, off at the start, which is uh, coming out April 1st. That, unfortunately, is not hitting the Switch. Tomb Raider has definitive Survivor Trilogy. This would be perfect for the Switch, and it seems it's only going to PC right now, but who knows? Maybe it will hit the Switch. And then Just Cause Mobile, Hitman, Sniper, Assassins, and Space Invaders Mobile are all in development for the mobile thing. So not as many Switch things as I would have liked, but it's still overall a good presentation. So going on um, other events and stuff, I know we were talking about Evo. There's also Gamescom 2021. It will be coming um, around in August of this year, and they're doing more of a hybrid type event this time around. So they released some details on how exactly that's going to go down. Um, pretty much there'll be an entertainment area especially designed for reduced amount of on-site visitors, which has focused on testing new games live on on-site, including digital queue management system. Further developed uh, Gamescom now as central meeting point for the web and gaming fans from all over the globe. Gamecom shows familiar with uh, previous years. There's going to still be the opening night live or the Gamescom studio event area that offers space for special programs, items such as like eSport competitions or um, cosplay shows, business area expanded to include Hall 11 in order to offer as many trade visitors optimal network conditions as possible in 2021. And then finally, the first ever online um, business-to-business platform called Gamecoms Biz that is based on already tried and tested uh, DMEXCO at Home concept, which is a, in addition to uh, corporate and product presentations, it has uh, lead tracking as well as extensive networking and matchmaking functions. Nice, nice. And they partner with Jeff Keeley as the host. So, um, good, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good host. Uh, so, our man, let's talk about our man, Reggie Fizame. His body apparently was not ready to <laughs> tackle. What GameStop had to offer just one year after he was announced to be on the board, he will be leaving effective this June, just in time for GameStop's 2021 annual meeting. Bill Simmons and J.K. Semantic, who also joined at the same time as Reggie, will be also stepping down. So we don't know what's going on, but, you know, clearly things weren't working out or he did what he needed to do and he's moving on. Greener pastures. <laughs> Got the uh, the stock price up and moved on. <laughs> yeah, you wanted some of that GameStop stonks. That's right. Yeah, and finally, we had touched briefly upon Super Mario Maker for Wii U. It was supposed to be ending on the 31st of March, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to it today. Um, pretty much, it was going to be the ability to upload courses to the Super Mario Maker for Wii U, the bookmark website. And then, which also includes a ranking of like courses and looking at your bookmark courses. 
but it seems like the bookmark service has actually been taken down as of the 26th. So even if you're listening to this today or tomorrow or whenever, it's probably already gone. And so will the rest of it in just a matter of uh, hours now. So, so long to Mario Maker for Wii U online services. Yeah, yeah. So long. Farewell. And um, thanks for all the fish. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good way to finish it so it didn't get a uh, takedown from me finishing the other song. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, it's been awesome. We're not done yet. Uh, but before we do move on to our next segment, uh, we just want to remind you, if you haven't subscribed to the Nintendo Fuse podcast yet, be sure to do that on your favorite podcast app or right here on YouTube. Uh, you can hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. Uh, that just helps us out a ton. Also, be sure to hit that bell uh, on YouTube. So that allows uh, you to be notified every time we post new videos, every time we go live. Uh, that'd be great. Um, if you haven't followed us, followed us on social media, be sure to do that at Nintendo Fuse. And of course, join our Discord to continue on in the discussions uh, in between our episodes. And uh, yeah, if it like, for instance, last week, uh, we took a week off. And if that disappointed you and you really wanted to uh, continue talking to us, you could have in our Discord. Uh, it carried on even if we take a week off of the podcast. So make sure you do uh, join all those things, the podcast uh, show notes, but also the YouTube uh, video description. Um, great places to find all of those links. Uh, let's look at what we are uh, going to be seeing come out over the next week. Um, we do have a, you know, a few games coming out. I'll, I'll have them kind of scrolling on the screen and we'll kind of, you know, point out a few like, you know, rainbow corns, you know, games like that are, are coming out over the next uh, few weeks. Um, you know, a couple of these games, uh, unfortunately, are coming out on, on April Fool's Day. So I don't know, you know, what that says when you have a game that uh, finally releases and you're so excited, but then you see that, you know, Nintendo made it release on April Fool's Day. Um, so sorry about all those games. Still excited that you're getting on the, the system, but sorry, they're all coming out on April Fool's. Um, but yeah, not not too many really really exciting titles uh, as you guys can see uh, coming out over this next week. Uh, our next podcast will be April. What is that? Uh, April sixth, April seventh. I kind of forgot to put it down. April sixth. Um, so you know, Lost World or Lost Lost Words. Sorry, Lost Worlds is a good series. I don't know anything about Lost Words. Um, Star Wars Republic Commando. Kind of cool. So we have a new Star Wars game um, coming out. But that's, I don't know. As I look through this list, there wasn't a whole lot on there. Um, what do you what do you guys uh, think about what are the games coming out over this next week? Are you excited about any of them? And uh, if not, what, what are you going to be playing? Uh, Barry, let's go to you first. Uh, of the ones there, there's none I'm truly excited about. However, that Lost Words, which is getting what we call a physical in America, where it's a case, a code oh. in, in the box. Um my wife is really excited for that because it's written by Rihanna Pratchett, which is Terry Pratchett's daughter, who also wrote like the new Tomb Raider games and stuff like uh, that. Worked on, worked on that. So she's a big fan of that. So she, she saw that. She's like, all right, I'm probably gonna play that. Uh, outside of that, nothing else here looks really interesting. Star Wars, you know, Republic Commando, uh, was fun back in the day. But uh, I'll mainly be playing when I have time. Tokyo Xanadu, and I'm hoping to have it finished before next podcast. Nice, nice. Greg, how about you? 
Uh, nothing too much this week. I mean, that Alcalessia one that does look kind of interesting, but I don't know if it's something that I have time for. So I'll probably just continuing on trying to wrap up Pokemon Sword so then I can dive into another game off the backlog. Yeah, yeah, makes, makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I think I... Of course, I'm going to be playing, you know, Rocket League and excited about the the new season coming out. I believe it's actually going to start right after our next podcast, if I get the the date correctly. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be be fun. And then I'm also uh, hopefully going to get back into Hyrule Warriors. I haven't played it in the last um, Age of Calamity. haven't played it in the last uh, couple of weeks, um, but I uh, would love to get back into that and eventually, eventually finish it up. Um, but uh, that's that's probably like if you know other than Rocket League, that's probably the game I'll I'll get into. Um, I need to get back into Spider Man. I, I kind of forgot that I that I had that game. I'm playing a lot more Xbox recently and uh, forgot to turn my my PS4 back on. Uh, so I need to get back into that game eventually too. So maybe I'll dabble uh, a little bit with each of those games. But uh, yeah, nothing nothing. You haven't on beat the Curse list. of the Moon too. You still haven't beaten Curse of the Moon. Oh, I did. I did. Sorry. Oh, did, did you? I? Did I not ah. mention that last time? No. Oh, no. You, didn't I, you didn't beat it. You you got close. Oh, it, it. well, okay. So, um, you know how I, when I told you guys that the very beginning of this podcast that I'd only play Rocket League, um, I also yeah. played Curse of the Moon and I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was right after the podcast, so like the day after, or maybe even that night. So it's been basically two weeks since I played it. <laughs> um, but yes, I did beat it, and uh, yeah, that that final boss um is. So much more challenging than all the bosses up to that point. Uh, and it takes so much longer to beat. Uh, but eventually, you know, like I got the hang of it. I got the patterns down and I had to, and I figured it, but like a couple wrong moves. If I have the wrong character that jumps further than the other ones, I just jumped off the edge and I was like, oh man. So eventually I, I did get it beat. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that took me. I don't know how long it took, but maybe an hour or so of just playing the uh, the final boss because I just kept messing up like stupid decisions and things like that. But I finally, I finally did get the the final boss beat. So yes, now you gotta play through it again. Nightmare to get the the true ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was a little <laughs> shocked by that ending. I was like, "What do you mean? Yeah. What do you do? What? Mm, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> and I kind of wonder. I need a. I I probably just need to look up the the other endings and stuff because I'm not gonna play it in different ways to figure out all the different ways that it ends and stuff. But yeah, what happens if uh, characters are gone at that point? Like, what happens then? So I am intrigued by that. I think it's it's kind of cool to have various ways the game could go depending on how you play it. So it was kind of cool. So, so yes, curse of the moon I'm beat. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That's awesome. I was going to say there's like a news thing I just saw off the press. Like if you're looking for more stuff to do in Animal Crossing, you can update your Nintendo Switch Online app and get these awesome uh, Nook points. Oh. You get more items for Barry's uh, collection. Oh, boy. So Are there exclusive items? In, yeah, these items are exclusive to the thing. You can get Tom Nook's photo. You can get Isabel's photo. Timmy and Tommy's photo. Um special poster, a door plate. And so you pretty much log in every day, you get 10 points, and then you can redeem those points for awards. And then those awards will be shipped to your house in Animal Crossing. Wow. Hmm. 
Well, that's that's cool. I uh, I, I do we know that was coming? I knew there yeah, was going to be an was... app update, but I I don't think I remember that kind of detail about what was happening. Yeah, I just uh, saw it in our Discord for the news and stuff, and so like it was updated like over before the podcast started, and then I checked my Nintendo Switch Online app, and it was apparently already in app update, and then. I see all the items and I collect my 10 points. So I want to make sure any other Animal Crossing fans who go out there and actually use your Nintendo Switch online app, unlike me, that I don't have to open. Nice, nice. Have you guys created a tour yet for your for your island? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like it. No, no. <laughs> Not going to do that. Um, I'm going to put all this work into creating an awesome tour, and then they're just going to take it gone. down. So. Yeah. It's Mario all over again. Yeah. Uh yeah, I haven't even I haven't even touched it yet. Um I I I, I do I guess I need to log in and actually uh, get my my whoopee cushion though. Like I can't I miss just, that. There's three colors of the whoopee cushion just so you know. <laughs> They cycle every day. Nice. Nice. So, get your whoopee cushion while you can. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh yeah, any any parting words uh from you guys before we wrap up? We are going to be back next week, April 6th, but uh yeah, Greg Barry, any anything you want to share before we wrap up for this episode? Uh yeah, uh, actually I was on a uh on another podcast, uh Disc to, Disc to Digital podcast did an interview with me. Uh which is really cool cuz I was just going on to be like a guest and they're like, no, we don't want to interview you. I was like, wait, what? Okay, cool. So, <laughs> so I actually had an interview done, uh, which is on YouTube and, and all their stuff that they like all their services. Uh, so it is a video interview on YouTube, uh, just to digital. Um, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> great, great interviewer. And, and just, a really nice to talk with more of the community. Cool. Cool. Greg, you got anything? No, nothing really going on here. Uh, I did post in the chat that I had to purchase a third copy of Animal Crossing. So, <laughs> dog you just like it so much. <laughs> yeah, that dog decided it wanted to eat the cartridge. So, <laughs> the whole family's getting in on the Animal Crossing. So then, I, the then I, so then I had to buy a digital version just so it can't happen again. <laughs> and that is a bonus for digital versions. That that is that is one that I don't think Barry can uh, has an argument against. Um. <laughs> no, but I've seen dogs destroy switches, so that's worse. <laughs> that is true. That's true. Oh, guys, it's always great to talk video games with with you all, uh, Greg and Barry, but also all of you guys that join us in the chat. Um, if you haven't joined us live, uh, just take this as one more encouragement to join us live. Uh, we're basically live every Tuesday night with some exceptions, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time. Uh, we would love to just hear what you guys have to say, but if you don't uh, join us live, that's 
that's okay. You can listen and watch after the fact. Uh, but we'd still love to hear what you think about the stories we talk about, uh, what you've been playing, all those different things. So utilize the comment section for that and also join us on social media and Discord um, so we can keep this conversation going. But uh, yeah, that's that brings us to the end of episode 226. Like I said, we'll be recording live again April 6th. Um, but until then, uh, happy gaming, everybody. And we'll see you on episode 227. Have a good one. See you next time.